Welcome to the Industry Boring Podcast. I'm Colin Reichardt, your host, and today we'll be covering almost anything related to cannabis. Hey, Skip, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Colin? Uh, I'm, I'm well. Hey, man, thanks for joining the, the Industry Born Podcast. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've heard any of the other episodes. This is basically just an open conversation and, and um, you know, just an opportunity to kind of get to know you a little bit, know your industry story, that kind of thing. So um, I was curious. I saw it when I was looking at your product because I know I started uh, working with um, uh, Patrick Ray. Do you know Patrick Ray? I do. Yep, I know Patrick yeah. very well. Yeah. So, did was Pat, were you part of his starter program? I was in the first class of Canopy Boulder. Yes. That's right. Okay. I thought because I'm listen. I mean, I remember going to a show, and I think it was one of the uh, MJ BizCons. It was one of the earlier ones because uh, it was at the hotel uh, before it went to the convention center, and I, I think that's where it was. Can't remember. And Patrick was excited. He's like, "Oh, I want you to meet." I don't know if he introduced us at that time or if he if he, I came by the booth and he said, oh, I'm working with this company. And he showed me some of your products. And that was uh, four years, yeah. maybe five years ago. Yeah, that was probably when yeah. I was at the Rio. I'm guessing it was 2016, but even yep. possibly even 2015. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So that was a really cool project that uh, that Patrick was doing back then. Um, and he actually was on one of my, uh, he was a, uh, still, I don't have a board any longer, but he was an advisor for me, uh, when I got started. And, uh, you know, I found him to be very helpful in my journey cause I didn't know jack shit about, uh, business when I got into this thing. So how was that experience for you? Uh, Canopy was great. I really enjoyed it. I'm sad to see they're not really doing that anymore. Hopefully they'll bring it back around, but maybe it, it's got its useful life. Um, and, and didn't serve as much of a purpose anymore. But for me, it was extremely important. I got a lot out of it. So uh, yeah. continue to get a lot out of it. So. so did you, did, was your experience in that, uh, in there, um, and then following on your fundraising, uh, and, and capitalizing experience, how has that been for you? Because I know for me, um, you know, we, we've never been as attractive in this industry as the guys who grow weed, you know, or grow cannabis, right? Those are the guys everybody's like, ooh, we want to be on your team, you know? And and then us equipment guys come along, they're like, hey, man, can we get some cannabis money? And they're like, eh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. It's not easy to, <clears throat> hardware, they say, is hard and software scales. And that's, yeah. I think, investors take that to heart in a lot of cases. And I... I'm impressed with what Green Bros has done. You guys have a bunch of uh, impressive products, some Thank complicated you. things. I can't imagine the challenges you've been through to to get these to market and to get them to market so they're in good shape. Is, it, it's, is this? I promise you, it's the same challenges that you faced. Um, you know, it's just a different. It's a different product. I mean, that's why I like talking to people who have tangible goods and and who have come up in in the industry because we have such similarities in what we've had to struggle with and uh, you know even even though the product may be may be different we're very fortunate i mean we've built a great brand and 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 we're very fortunate right time right place um and and things like that but even with that being said the challenges that we face are i'm i'm sure you know we'll laugh about a couple of them here today <laughs> but uh, they're very very similar man uh, i i can promise you that yeah, so. trying to raise money, you hit it spot on. It's really hard to get attention when people are growing weed. That's a lot more exciting. And and right now, all the M and A is happening around weed. So it's it, it. I guess you know maybe they were right. Maybe that was uh, the the quickest solution in the long run. I'm not so sure that is the right the greatest play because it's it's going to commoditize and it's you know that there's right. whereas what you and I are doing has we have a lot fewer competitors so there is competition out there but you know as you know you've been doing it for long enough you keep doing it keep doing it and things start to actually make some progress so yeah and 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 the, and the crowd thins out a little bit i mean the economics you know we all all the people in the side of the business for are forced to kind of suffer with the same economic issues you know, we, we don't get the funding, we don't get the banking support, we don't get the, the love and, and the respect that's due for, you know, um, you know, we're a multinational, multi-million dollar company and in any other game, we, 
somebody would be very happy to, ha to to loan me money to build my business, you know, but that's right. just not how it goes. Um, you know, the struggle is there and, and it's just that cannabis uh, 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 stigma, even though even though we've got a populace that's, you know, 65% in favor of cannabis legalization nationally, uh, you know, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> In some ways, I feel like things have gotten harder for us than, than easier. Yeah. I, I equate it to when snowboarding first started. I kind of was a snowboarder right away before ski hills really even knew what it was. So you could go up and yeah. they didn't care. And then for a few years there, they started figuring out what it was and more people were doing it. They stopped it because they weren't really sure what to do. Yeah, and they then banned it, it out, right? Yeah, they kind of banned it for a while. And then they all started opening it up to it. I feel like we're in the we're still in the banning phase of it. Yeah, first, you're able, first, you're <laughs> you able are, to do stuff you, on Facebook. You and bad Instagram snowboarder and... guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great analogy. I hadn't really thought about that, but I, I think from a business perspective, yeah, sure. That's exactly how it kind of feels, you know, um, that we're still kind of sitting on the outside and, uh, and not quite, quite allowed into the party. You yeah, know, totally. despite what your, what your, what your situation looks like. You're not, we're just not quite allowed not quite cool enough to be sexy enough to be sitting at the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, originally, things I think were easier. Like Amazon, we were, we had a pretty wide open shot at Amazon. Recently, we've been yeah. pulled into tobacco categories so we can't advertise. You know, things have gotten more challenging, not less challenging. In, yeah. in certain ways, we're a better brand and bigger and stronger. And so that all helps. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, yeah, so, I, feel, I feel your pain. It has uh, been a struggle. <laughs> And yeah, fun yeah. as well. So it's a, sure. It's part of Without my challenges. life story. Hopefully, my book, my personal autobiography, isn't a tragedy. Hopefully, it's a success story. But <laughs> who knows? Well, write it now, and then it yeah. won't be a tragedy, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't wait any longer because you never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking supply chains killing us, man. It's just unfucking yeah. believable. But anyway. Yeah. Um, how are you doing in that regard? I mean, you know. Where do you, uh, well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about your product because I think, um, I think that there was, you know, a time frame where uh, a lot of people were paying a lot of attention to products like your product. And then has that continued and how is your growth is what I'm, what I'm kind of getting to, because I think, you know, it's very appropriate. So let's start, let's start there. Like, what is it you focus on? Yeah, well, um, we're a lifestyle brand of cannabis storage. How do you integrate cannabis in your life with the challenges that people have? You don't want your kids yeah. to get your edibles. You don't want your your parents or your neighbors or somebody that's going to judge you to smell your weed in your house. And yeah. How do you move cannabis around in your life? Is it How do you store? There's lots of pieces and parts. How do you go out at night? How do you go camping or skiing or whatever? So right. we, we've kind of focused on that. So we're kind of the picks and shovels of the industry as you are too, you know, we're not yeah. touching the plant and, but, um, so it, uh, that, that's what we've been up to. We, we've got a, a good position going. It, it bounces around some years. We kill it in distribution, then distribution falls flat. Then we do kill it in e-commerce. Then as you mentioned, you hated app, hated Apple earlier. Um, <laughs> iOS new privacy thing has really crushed a lot of our marketing abilities. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's been a tough one. Um, so now e-commerce is down, but our wholesale we're sold in a lot of the big MSOs around the country and Canada oh, as well. So that, so there's always something that's holding us up, but yeah. nothing, it, nothing, they, had, they haven't all come together at the same time. And, kind of right. waiting for that to happen. God uh, forbid eventually. you should have a fucking stellar year and have a little money in your pocket. Gee, man, yeah. Germany, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying, having to say no to everybody because we don't have money is not fun. I'm tired of that. I'm a yes person. Yeah. yeah um, it's kind of bullshit to be honest with you. So what, I mean, what spurred, spurred the kind of creative process around it? Because I mean, I honestly, like, so I, I met this guy years ago and he had made this little cigarette container and he, had he had it was an injection molded piece so when it, and it snapped closed and when it snapped closed it was a perfect seal so it kept all the smell inside the container and um it, so he would smoke his cigarettes and put his ash his butt in the in the in the other side because there's a butt side and a cigarette oh. side 
And then he would click it closed and put it in his pocket. Dude did not smell like cigarettes. And, you know, I've been around sm- cigarette smokers for a long time. Everybody who smokes a cigarette smells like a fucking cigarette. And this guy didn't, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, impressive. Yeah. I was like, that's that's the greatest thing because you can put your joints in there, right? Yeah. And, and he's did like, he yeah, do that? He, he was, well, he was struggling with, he had made this thing and he had the patent and he had gotten, uh, he was at the point where they had done, he had to buy a mold, you know, a large volume injection mold. And it was like $65,000 at the time. And he was just like, I, I, yeah. I can't do this, Yeah, you know? So he had one. <laughs> so di- so he didn't bring this to the cannabis market, the, the product. He didn't, no, I, I mean, he might have now. This has been 15, 20 years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, 20 yeah. years ago, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a like, useful product. A cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Really cool idea. Yeah. But so, anyway, so, but, but yeah, for you, what did you, what, I mean, this, you, you're kind of in the same concept there, but you just said, hey, this is how well, I'm going to do it, and. Yeah, well, so I guess the I scratched my own itch. I loved edibles. I always have grown, um, grown, and I've also made my own edibles, and I've always made edibles, and just really enjoy that experience. Once the 2000, I guess 14, 13 came around, Colorado medical program started really opening up, and access to edibles was pretty good, and you could find these low dose edibles, which is what everybody has now. And I just thought that was a brilliant thing to be able to really fine tune exactly what you want instead of me making a batch and then having to try it on my own before I gave it to anybody else so I could explain what's up. Um, This was repeatable and predictable and understandable. So I'm like, this is a game changer. You can, it's a background happy pill. It's going to solve a lot of issues. And anyway, so that was a big thing on my mind. Like, I love this stuff, but I had young kids in the house and babysitters coming in and out and just, felt uneasy that I was going to get somebody in trouble or send them on a bad trip. So, um, so, and in addition, I've been to Amsterdam a long time ago and I always loved cannabis and I love trying different strains. And I, I just, I knew that with the way the market was, you needed to figure out a way to organize all this stuff and store it and take care of it and treat it right. And so, um, I, my previous life, I was a, an engineer, civil engineer, and sold water and wastewater treatment equipment. And some of your trimming products and things look similar to stuff that I had worked with in the past. So, um, so, however, starting a more of a fashion business in the cannabis industry was uh, a, a big stretch. But what happened was Canopy Boulder came along, and I was trying to figure out how do I get into the industry. I was passionate about it as almost everybody is that's yeah. in this industry. And a couple of people I talked to said, can this new thing is starting in Boulder called Canopy Boulder. It's a business accelerator. They're going to, you know, teach you how to get your business off the ground. You're going to get some media attention. You're going to hit the ground running right out of the gate. And I'm like, that's a, sounds really cool. It sounds really exciting. And I tried to do it. I found a partner. I was going to have him commit full time to doing it. And Patrick wouldn't allow the, founder to not be 100% committed. So I had to jump in both feet and I was like, all right, this is, this is where my, my book starts to get interesting. So I'm going to do yeah. it. And, uh, goodbye, regular yeah. job. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye so. security. Honey, the, uh, I got, the, I got to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we, I know this. Yeah. I did that. You, I understand. Yeah. So, uh, do I, I don't regret it. I still enjoy no. what I'm doing, but I'm hoping things will get easier, uh, as, yeah. as I'm sure you do too. But, um, yeah, so then that's kind of where things went. And from there, uh, got a mentor that I met in canopy and he helped, he joined and put a little bit of money in and, and off we went and did some Kickstarter stuff. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, so you so you raised a little bit. I know the canopy raised a little bit because they they give you a little. I think they give you something, um, and then they, they they there's also that that mentorship that they provide. But then you said something about Kickstarter. So have you actually gotten more capital to get to kind of get you up and running over yeah, time? Yeah, we have we we've, we've raised a decent amount of money, um, but. Uh, we, we raised probably about seven hundred thousand dollars over the last six to seven years, so it's okay. not a lot. Um, 
Yeah. But most of it was earlier on. We've been having a harder time raising money lately. But um, yeah. But we've been using debt capital and other things to grow. So we're, um, things are good. We have a we have a good revenue stream and it's pretty steady. Yeah. So we're able to we're able to we're right at the break even point. We're not making a ton of money, but we are. Yeah. We are progressing and innovating and keeping on top of things. So. So, so, uh, so do you manu do you manufacture yourself or do you have it done? We we have it done mostly yeah. overseas we do some u.s stuff and we do some assembly work in-house too yeah i mean it, yeah. it's really difficult uh, especially in the i mean basically textiles right i mean it's really difficult to be competitive in the in the united states and you know we pride ourselves on being competitive in the united states uh in in our in our manufacturing but i mean i i'm not you know i know that you can't manufacture everything in this country because it just there's no structure for it. There's no infrastructure for it. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, it's it's obviously can't be done with everything. I think we're very fortunate in that respect, but but the challenges still remain. I mean, you have, especially I imagine with transportation and transportation costs and importation, all the things just struggling with, uh, not you, but everybody's struggling with right now. That's gotta be a problem. Yeah, it, a lot of the skilled labor for seamstresses and um, that that has all left the country long time ago. So there's long a little time. bit of it around, and we work with uh, companies locally to do some prototyping and yeah. bring a few things to market. But it, the prices are just it, it's just prohibitive. There nobody nobody is. People say they want to buy American, but when it comes right. down to it, right. it, the the quality just isn't there for our for our products. Yeah, Don't not not in that not in that industry. That yeah, and I think that's so unfortunate um, because you know at one point in time we were the pinnacle of quality for everything, um, and you know I feel very strongly that we you know like a company like ours that we still can hold that position uh, because of what are the niche that we're in. But you know if I were going up against you know uh, in a traditional industry I'd be struggling really, really really hard uh, to break in on a global scale. You know, right. it's just, yeah. you know, it's just so difficult in this country, um, you know, uh, but I think there's some really interesting things about like what China has brought. And I'm not a big China supporter, but uh, but what China did do is they they brought these these uh, really interesting pieces of equipment down to a much more affordable price point, like laser cutters and all these kind of things that I, I all my stuff I've bought from uh, either, uh, uh, you know, it's pretty top quality stuff. So it's been Netherlands or Germany or 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 uh, Italy. But the point is, like, China has made these things so affordable and approachable that I'm starting to see, you know, guys with smaller shops be able to come back at, have an opportunity to manufacture again in this country. I think that's exciting. But yeah. that's not applicable to, to, to necessarily to your industry because, I mean, we're talking about, you know, fabrication machines not uh not sewing machines and although god man have you seen the the, the multi-head fucking stitching machines that do all the the embroidery stuff oh my god those things are fucking cool <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah we're working on trying to get some equipment in-house so we can do some customization a little bit more yeah um but so far we mostly farm that kind of stuff out but yeah, yeah. that, that it's is just, impressive it's always it's always capital if you have it you have enough right. of it that you can spend on stuff. Do you do it? You know, and, and we've been very fortunate. So I, we've been able to do it, but I totally understand. So as a brand, then you're finding yourself, where are you marketing into? You said, I think you mentioned, uh, you know, being in uh, uh, kind of in retail in, in, in dispensaries or. Yeah, we, we found a really good niche in the dispensary market and mm -hmm. we'd like that for a bunch of reasons. Um, one is that it people go in to get their their weed every three weeks, every two weeks, whatever. They're constantly yeah. going in. So our product gets a. The other side of that is there's not a lot of accessories sold in dispensaries, so we get a yeah. pretty good um, marketing play out of that yeah. because people are seeing our stuff all the time, and then they start to look at things a little more. And, uh, so that really does help us out. It also keeps us front and center in the industry it keeps investors aware yeah. it keeps all you know it's just we're we're a part of the industry so yeah. a lot of the big mso's have really uh, taken to really love our product and they say it's one of the best accessories they sell um that's granted great. there aren't a lot of accessories sold in dispensaries but our product is very useful to them because they can 
promote it's your safety, responsibility, right. Right. organization. It's, there's and, a lot. and they're conscious of all that too, right? I mean, they're hyper conscious about you know the safety of the product because they have these stupid bags. You can't, can't even get into them as an adult. You know, they they and then the requirements are there, so they're they're already conscious about that. So it kind of plays into it. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. our our products, almost all of them lock too. They're built in combination lock, and so they they like that part. A lot of a lot of states have regulations where that it has yeah. they have to sell a locking bag. Some people get around it with just like a cheap plastic Ziploc thing that locks, and that's yeah. what you're talking about. And that's not what, that's not functional. It's not you just throw it away, and then you, you're just, just wasting trash, right? yeah. yeah. So we're we take the other approach. We offer a lifetime warranty on our products, so they're made to last. They're, well, that's they're, great. They're supposed to be used in your life, um, and we yeah. build them to take abuse and to keep the smell down. And um, anyway, it's a. Uh, yeah, so the dispensary market has been really good to us because they kind of need yeah. us, and it's yeah. and we take care of fit. them. And most and the dispensary channel is so new that there really aren't established distributors, there aren't established sales reps. So yeah. there, there a lot of people have gone to the smoke shop channel, and there we have some competitors, and they, that's where they sell their stuff, and that is a yeah. very good place to sell. And there's some strategy on why we've kind of neglected that. We're starting to get into that uh, market now, yeah. but we we really like that we own this dispensary channel. And a lot of these, if you look at a crystal ball, and I would say in five years, I suspect dispensaries are going to be have a much more of a lifestyle play to it because yeah. cannabis will probably commoditize. And then how do they, how do you get, the customers there and you got to give them an experience that right. they like which well, I mean, means they want at, all that yeah right well, i mean look at liquor like a liquor store right i mean you can get you can get booze at at walgreens or 7-eleven or wherever but they're still a liquor store why because there's a bigger variety and and it, you know it's focused what do they have in liquor stores you know, all the stuff that they sell is there's going to be shot glasses or wine glasses you know it's all accessory right so yeah. it fits right in that yeah you go in there and you're like oh i'll get a new glass, right? Or whatever, right? But you rarely see yeah. things that are off brand in that environment. So it makes a lot of sense. It's a probably a, a pretty strong play. Have you done any, um, have you talked about it, you know, thought about doing any cross branding or any, any, you talked about MSOs and for uh, anybody who's not aware, multi-state operator and MSO, a company who has a cannabis present in multi, multiple states, right? So that's a complexity we can talk about some other time, but um, but but an MSO is going to have a large national brand, and um, those things are pretty valuable. I mean, those guys are pretty brand aware, brand savvy, market savvy. Um, you know, are you, have you had any discussions with some of these guys about you know co-branding or branding product for them uh, and getting that stuff out there and seeing it going down that route? Yeah, you're right. The the all these big MSOs, they're they're starting to get gobbled up and become big big. Um, yeah. big, big weed, you know, big cannabis. Yeah, big um, <laughs> and they're, and they're bringing on marketing pros from different industries from, yeah. um, the gap and Victoria's Secrets and all sorts of different companies are all getting in and they're using their expertise to help branding because everyone's been talking about branding for a long time, but yeah. the dispensary channels and the, the cannabis industry largely started with a lot of people that were passionate about the plant and not necessarily experts in their fields of marketing yeah. and other things. So now it's becoming more professional. So they do care about brand. Uh, it's interesting though. So we do uh, work with some, uh, some companies and it's always been in a co-branding way. And, and I think our name ha is out there enough that most of the companies want our name associated with it. That's um, great. They don't necessarily want just their name on it. They want to be connected to like, this is a quality product, yeah. a quality brand. And they, feel like that's probably better than t getting some cheap knockoff thing and putting their name on it and not having the same yeah. connection. So uh, we do that's a great. bunch of that. That's a, but... that's a great place to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's a pretty astounding statement to make right there. I mean, can you imagine, like, I bet you had we had this conversation uh, uh, in 2014 at the Rio. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be, we would be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah. now here you are like, hey, man, there's, you know, we're getting brand, you know, that, that, that kind of recognition is so valuable. And to have somebody go, Hey, listen, you know, uh, I want my brand associated. 
Oh, right. great. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I love co-branding. I think it's a fucking really, uh, really, really valuable mechanism. Um, yeah. Are you guys you know, able to do that a lot as well? Uh, we find ourselves, so we're really starting to work with some bigger, uh, some bigger MSOs and we're starting to get some, what we would say like more sponsorship level type of stuff because no one's really getting into the, into the equipment side. Really, there's a couple of, I mean, there's a couple of trimming companies out there. There's a couple of, of extraction companies, you know, there's all these companies that do these little pieces and we're more of a um, solutions oriented company. So we do, we, we have, you know, nine SKUs that we make manufacture here. Um, and then we're always developing more long lines of what we do, kind of expanding our, our, our platform because we're not trying to be a trimming company. We're trying to be, you know, we're, we're trying to be a uh, solutions company. So uh, and what is a solution? Well, it's whatever your customer needs, right? So, uh, but in that, so in that respect, um, we're not really finding, and we've talked to a couple big players like distributors and said, well, you know, we could, we can white label. Uh, and we actually have our probably uh, one of our first white label deals may come through, uh, which is a company that's, uh, that's uh, you know, they're, they, they manufacture another high value piece of equipment. And one of our pieces of equipment makes a very solid uh, supporting cast to them, right? So you go, well, this makes sense. So, yeah. um, you know, you want, they want it to look a little bit different. They want it to feel a little bit different uh, and they want to put their brand on it. And I'm like, Hey, I don't get that. I'm fine. You know, we'll, we'll probably make sure that it's says made by on the back, you know, with a little green bros on there, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> you know, cause yeah. it's, it's really a difficult thing. Cause I mean, we were doing the same thing. Like we're just trying to get that, you know, very fortunate. I mean, I always thought, and, and I've always felt this way cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a, a child of, of media, right? I mean, our, our, my generation was the first generation that started growing up with like continuous exposure to television, right? So I, I've been watching TV since I was, I was a kid. Uh, you know, it's nothing like what's happening today, but I've been so exposed. I always think about image, always think about brand, always think about recognizability, you know what I mean? And there were certain flavors of companies that, that's how they represent. And to me, that's just normal. Right. Like right. I get a feeling when I think of Coca-Cola, I get a feeling when I think about McDonald's. Right. And I wanted people to have a feeling when they think about Green Bros. You know what I mean? So that that's I'm very, very conscious of that. And we spent a lot of time, a lot of money kind of producing that level of of, of of visual awareness for people, even though it's not being played on television. You know, like if you look at our website and everything has always been really, really solid and very very high energy, high output, high cost associated with it. And that spend or that, that energy that we've put into it has created a, a very recognizable brand, even internationally. And, and I just, I, I think about that all the time. Like that, to me, that's the biggest portion of the, of the company because it's what, what people recognize. Right? Yeah. That's Those your most valuable asset. Out. Yeah. That's yeah. your most valuable asset for sure. That's great. I mean, you that's know. worth something. And in the long run, that's what's yeah, that's and that's what we're betting on. I mean, you know, hoping that that that's what sticks. You know, because uh, because because the the machines we make are going to go in and out of need as as product and consumer choices change. Right. right. Like if I think I'm going to sell trimmers the rest of my life, I'm fucking crazy because. I mean, if my life is short, maybe okay. But generally speaking, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen with weed in five years. You know, yeah. who knows if they're even going to trim it? I mean, my God, you yeah. might just like be able to like mentally infuse it. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, we just don't understand. So we don't. We're not sitting there either, stuck on one technology. Let's be realistic. We're we're looking at the whole thing. Like like what's next? We're trying to lead in that respect. But but the point is like I don't want to be. You know, I want to be ubiquitous in the brand, right? Like Green Bros represents what quality. Green Bros represents what? Whatever you need, you know. Have you talked yeah. to Green Bros? Because they got it. They know what to do with it. They know how to get you where you want to go. And and I think that that you know. So what? That's got. I'm sorry. Back to what you were talking about. Well, that's what gets me excited about where you're you're at. I mean, if a company's you know making a conscious decision to go, I want to be associated with this brand. Yeah, you're winning. That yeah, that, that's well, that's winning. Seems, that seems like when I was set out to do this, that was definitely thinking, wow, we, we would, we're, we made it if that happened. That's yeah, not necessarily yeah. as easy as that, but no, uh, it's never so. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very impressive and I'm very proud to have a. Yeah, you should be. It's, it's yeah. really cool. Likewise, have you started to do any, um, and so do you trade show and do all that crap too? Cause I fucking hate them, but do you do those anymore? We, um, 
we do some. We're trying to get into those more, actually. We just went to Champs for the first time um, in Vegas recently. Okay. Uh, we've been in Champs Denver, but tight budgets. It's, you know, yeah. uh, we yeah. didn't always have the money to support a distributor, and that's what a lot of people that are at those shows are distributors, and we need, you know, quite a bit of volume and the margins on a product like ours, and I don't know what what kind of margins you guys get too, but it, it's just if, if you're trying to work with a distributor, it gets particularly if distributors aren't that good because they don't have these relationship with dispensaries, which is what we wanted. Yeah. Well, so so this is interesting because I think this is a really important point that you're bringing up. And I think that this is um, where a lot of people get caught, right? When you start pricing product, right? When you start building a product and then you start pricing product, you know, you, you have to understand right. That there is a margin that needs to be created for the distribution point. And then an, an, an excessively brutal margin that has to be created for the the, the retailer, you know. Right. And, and you're all the way down down here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Wait a minute. I sell it for this, and I'm getting this. You yeah. Know? Uh, and, uh, and that can be really, and that's really, it's a pitfall, right? It, it is a it is a dangerous place for a company to be in, especially when you don't understand those things early, and um, it's a it can be a very very costly lesson. Um, <clears throat> You're not. I mean, obviously, those things disappear with volume. So if you if you got a contract with Kmart, we wouldn't talk about this, right? You'd be like, "Fuck, right. I got, that's yeah, my distributor." <laughs> well, we could. And if we were in a different industry, we could get a loan to pay for that, you know, big right, order, right. that big purchase right. order, to help us finance right. that. But yeah, and in this industry, it's hard to get. It's hard to even get financing to help pay for purchase orders that are big. So we've stayed away from distributors, largely because yeah. we didn't if they were to buy it, they'd buy all of it. And then we wouldn't have anything to sell online. So we're like, yeah. we're finally getting to the point where we think we can start turning on distributors. We've, we've done a very good job on our own of handling accounts. And, yeah. but I, I, we're, we're starting to get there. We're like, okay, we're, we're really testing the waters on distribution now. And, and that's great. And that, that's it. It take it took a while and it's certain products that will be a better fit for us, but it's, it's taken sure. a long time. Yeah, taking, don't. I mean, you know, yeah. you don't go with your whole with your whole portfolio to distribution. I mean, that uh, again, like you know, we, and we find this too. Like, like I mean, literally, hydro stores aren't going to carry twenty thousand dollars pieces of equipment. There was a time when they did, and they carried a few, and then they're just like, dude, we're not doing it. We can't floor that, right? We're not a fucking right. car lot. We can't fucking put up a million dollars to hold shit on our floor. And you know, besides, they have you know tens of thousands of dollars and other shit in their store and we're just one piece of it so we've kind of gotten to the point where we're like we need to create a a a niche or a piece that fits their need right that fits their need gives them the margins the profit the ability to sell fits our need takes it out of our hands so we can just go to distribution with it not deal with it so i'm going you guys get this i'm not selling it you can see the advertisement for it on my website but it's going to point to you you handle it they have to then in turn buy it in a certain volume in order for us to have a good relationship. And, and now we can now we can start to talk about, you know, what really distribution means, because it's hard because, again, like even like where you're at, we're we're playing this game. You know, generally speaking, uh, you know, you have multiple channels of, uh, of potential channels like there's retail. Right. There's wholesale and there's distribution. Right. So there's all there's these three potential revenue sources and. Obviously, direct retail. If I sell direct, I make all the money, and, and it's like, okay, this is functional, but I'm not doing enough. I can't sell enough. So, yeah. But we get these guys who I'm selling to at wholesale, and they're they're competing. Now I'm competing with them, right? So I try and hold everybody to map, and I'm competing with everybody, and we're and we're actually competitive, and I want these guys to sell. You know, yeah. So we've always held our map prices, and we never undersell. But and still, a store. A customer will go to a store and get a better price, or will come to us and they'll we will we'll sell them something, and we'll end up selling against the store, and the store feels like we cheated them out of business, right? So that it's like fuck, man, it's such a hard place to be in this competitive with my guys that I'm relying on to be uh, my teammates. Right. So we're trying to take that away from them, right? By saying, hey, this is ours. You refer, we'll give you a referral. This is yours. We won't compete. You yeah. will never get this on my website. We will always point to you. That's and, great. 
that's huge. That, that's yeah. how, you know, it's huge, right? And that's yeah. where you got to kind of find that space. Like maybe it's a smaller item or whatever, something that starts with it that you think is going to do really well and go, hey, this belongs to you, man. You guys fucking bang this out. If it works, then we'll work about the rest of it later. But yeah. I mean, that's that's the hard part. Because, right. I mean, you know, the margins get so tight down there at wholesale, I mean, at distribution, that, that you know, you're, you've got to sell a lot. <laughs> right, yeah. And if distributors aren't, time. We, we've had a few distributors and they just weren't moving the kind of products that could justify yeah. the margin that they're getting. And we're like, well, if you're only ordering as much as one of our other accounts that we manage, yeah. we can't really make that. Yeah, they, they need right. to have good payment terms and there's a whole bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. They're 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 pushing you on every other side over here and not delivering, yeah. right? You have yeah. to have it's like I'll do all this for you, but you need to give yeah. me this volume because that's how yeah. I survive. Right. Well, I just don't know because the markets I'm like, well fuck you, man. I'm not I'm yeah. not I'm not bending over backwards to make pennies. Yeah. When I can make my dollars. I mean I'm doing yeah. okay over here. I'm trying yeah. to extend this revenue stream, extend this opportunity for my company. And you know, you need to. I mean, obviously you have to in order to get the kind of recognition that ultimately that your company wants, right? You have to find, and you will find them. There are a couple of partners out there that are available and it's just about getting them in, getting in front of them and finding that right guy. You know, uh, a co-brand with a cookies could fucking change your life. You yeah, know no I mean? doubt. yeah, no and doubt. That, and that's the kind of things that, that, that you know, um, those are the kind of opportunities that we have to kind of find. And, and we're a small community. Those guys are all accessible, which is really interesting. Uh, maybe not easy to find, but they're all accessible. The community is pretty small. You're right. It is. And and to the your point about collaborating, it's there's a lot of great companies that we want to be par- partnered with. It helps us. For it sure. helps them. It's There's a lot of great people in this industry. I, by and large, yeah. mo- people I work with are awesome, and we're happy to partner and help, and we do giveaways with a whole bunch of different what we think are our favorite companies. Yeah. That's I pay the, for this shit, right? Yeah. Yep. I yeah. pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> I could be putting your bags in my in my trimmers when I send them out. Yeah. Right? We pay yeah. for this. I I don't get breaks on this crap, but this is yeah. crap that you know stuff that I send out. I can I can definitely get you, you know? some really cool accessories that we we can private label every single thing that we do, which um yeah. I'll show you one of our um things that I think we're going to probably be um probably going to market with distributors in a bigger way because our margins are a bit better. But this is what we call um, our smart jar. So it has a cool. just basically a humidor, but it has a hygrometer on the lid. And then nice. we, we include it with a Boveda packet. So it maintains so, 60, okay, 62%. So we, we work with both. We do this with Boveda all the time. Every yeah. machine I send out goes with Boveda in it. Nice. Yeah. Why well, then you should... Right? They, so we have various sizes of these. You should be, <laughs> we can we can print your, uh, we can talk about business things later. Yeah, but I mean, so, anyway. no, this is good. This is part of the, this is part of the conference. I mean, this is what so industry born is. This is what this is about. Like people need to understand that, like, you know, this is business. Like it's trying to understand, get the get things moving, right? I mean, this yeah. is part of really valuable conversations. There's people out there going, I don't, I don't even know what to do next right they had this great idea they got to where you are they got to where i am like what's next and and it's just a continuous evolution of pushing the envelope and figuring out who and how because i mean if you approach me uh, about a deal and you're like ah oh, and you're and you're just thinking about yourself right i'm gonna pick up on it and we're probably not gonna get a good deal yeah you come to me with an idea that you think is gonna help me and you know that's gonna help you i'm okay with that right because i yeah, know yeah. that you need to earn you, you, yeah. We all need to make money, right? So right. I'm okay with that. And if we if we come out of the deal and we both feel like we we got beat up a little bit, but we both feel like we're going to do okay, we win, right? Yeah. We go, oh, look, yeah, yeah. This could be a really valuable ad, right? A a a this could be a you know a, a benefit for the both of us, right? right. Why wouldn't we do that? You yeah. Know? And so um, we're happy to do that. I mean, we don't send that when we're. I mean, we're not selling thousands of pieces of, of equipment a month, you know, right. so yeah. we're not going to, you're not going to get a ton, but you're going to get, you know, if, if, if it's going out in every one of my pieces of equipment, people are going to see it. Those are the people, those are our people. We need, we, yeah. we want them to know about us because they love That's cannabis right. and they're really into it. And it's a yeah. career of theirs. They're, they want to act like pros and to yeah. do it. You don't want to yeah, carry so we, around we, your old yeah. We need to we need to look at that a little bit farther, and I, and it, for something like that, like I don't, 
for me, that's not that's not a branding opportunity for me if I'm sending it out. That's a, that's an opportunity for you, but it gives me a value add because when I send out a Bovida, I could say Bovida, I want us to do my own packets. I wanted my Green Bros packets, right? Yeah. We would have a different conversation with them, and and we could go down the road. Then then I got to market that and become a salesman for that, and that's just not my thing. But what if I if I if I take Bovida, their branded packet, and I put it in my thing, and I tell, and I send it out, the customer knows, I'm telling them, this is a quality company. And we mm-hmm. believe in them. And we believe in them so much that I'm giving you something yeah. from that, right? right? You should take a look at this brand, right? Yeah. And, that's, and that adds value to me because they go, oh, look at Green Bros. You know, that's Green Bros continuously saying, hey, I, I know this industry. I know value, and I'm providing it to you, right? So, all right. Does it work? Yeah, they get calls all the time from people that buy our shit. They they go and they buy the Bovida stuff, you know, uh, and and it works. It works really really well. And it's uh, you know, so to me, um, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even want a, a white label. I'd want to just put it in there as as an opportunity for them to see. Now we have to talk about. Uh, I'm sure they don't cost me as much as these stupid things do. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're so like. <laughs> I mean, if you're, yeah, it, we can get your logo printed on the glass jar. So if we do this for some dispensaries and we print it on the bottom and it says, yeah, you know, um, looks like it's time to re-up. And then it says, like, live well on the bottom. So then when they're yeah. out of their weed and they see the thing, we're like, who are they thinking of first? Obviously, it's live well. So, yeah. live well, so right. there's a, yeah, so, um, so yeah, that, that's the product I'd love to work with you on it. I mean, because, again, you know. Uh, you, you you spend so much time, you spend so much time and money uh, in channels that that you know don't pay, and and it's frustrating, you know. And hopefully, you know, I can't promise you anything, but I can tell you that I can get it out. And I, I'll get you some exposure. Yeah. Um, and and you never know because the the thing is the customers that that we're hitting are guys who are going looking for solutions. They're like, hey, you know, we're gonna start doing eighths. I need jars for eighths. Hey, yeah. look at this thing. Yeah. It's a jar. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that I could put an eighth in and it yeah. has a hydrometer on it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's see yeah. about that, right? Yeah. Now you're yeah. selling thousands. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're producing thousands, you know? Yeah. Nothing's well, crazy. I, I, definitely, like, I definitely see a lot of synergies between lots of companies in the industry. I, yeah. You know, e- even yours, I think there's a partnering up with sure. people and working together is helping the, it, it, the quality players and quality people rise yeah. above and rise, you know, people that have been in it for five plus years, yeah. there's some, there's some staying power. If you're able to pull it off for that long is we yeah. have a refrigerator at our office that is just filled with stickers, all cannabis stickers. And you can just look around and a, a third of them are those companies are not even there anymore. They're, you know, yeah, in five years yeah. or, or less, yeah. they're, they're gone. It's hard, man. Business is hard. And, and, you know, that's what they say. Like if you make it through the first year, your, your, your odds of survival go exponentially higher. But after five years, you know, you made it, you know, you're, yeah. you should have, you should be solidified to the point where you're going to be successful. Um, that's varying degrees of success, you know, depending on what you identify that as, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you you're should, not you likely to. You're not likely to flame out too badly. Right. You, you're hopefully built yeah. something. I don't know how you. you how you started, but I started driving up the coast of California with machines in my truck, talk, trying to talk to people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how did you How did you start your deal? Like, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I know the canopy thing, but I mean, like, you still had to go sell. So how did you do that? Yeah, well, our first couple accounts were here in Boulder, uh, the farm. They've got a great store and great retail space, yeah. and they're they're well known for that. And another one called the Joya, and those two are our first accounts. And um, you know, it's like I said, it's been a mixture. We've been we we really tried to hone our skills on online, and we had a distributor in Canada that did really well for us and got us a lot of activity and, until cannabis legalized in Canada things are going really well for us there. And for various reasons it, it Canada has been a mess ever since they legalized, but, um, yeah. 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 Well, Canada has been a mess and I think, um, you know, we've done well up there as well. Um, and we kind of go back and forth. Like we, we ride a little bit of a wave up there. So, yeah. um, they're really, they're, they're really not as big a market as, as you would think. Um, they're probably a bigger market for you than they are for us because they have such limited licenses and stuff like that. But, you know, I was talking to another company and we were kind of in the negotiation about, 
you know, some technology because I, I, I get the opportunity. For, I'm very fortunate. I mean, people come to me with uh, with IP opportunity. I'm like, ooh, that maybe I can do this. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm picking and choosing with shit that I think might be cool. But um, they came at me with this idea like, you know, we're going to do, uh, you know, I don't even know I should say the number, but it was a number. They were like, oh, I mean, we think that this thing will do like $400 million a year and i'm like wow. that's bigger than all of fucking equipment and cannabis combined in the <laughs> world man you're, definitely, you're fucking you're fucking crazy as hell <laughs> i mean if it works i'm all in yeah <laughs> it's just a really mis a mis a mis misconception sometimes of what's available to you uh and you see this all the time when companies come in they got these fucking pie in the sky ideas and they go oh we're gonna do this oh we're gonna do that and you're like no yeah reality know? reality yeah. hits yeah. reality is uh, much different i mean we have what like eight thousand dispensaries in the united states maybe 10 uh, maybe 10 i don't know it was 2020 number so maybe 10,000 let's say 10,000 dispensaries uh, you know, uh, legal, legal grows at about 25,000. Wow. Really? Okay. Wow. That's it. Right. Okay. That's where we are today. We're not, you know, yeah. that you, you, that's your companies that you get to choose from yeah. consumer wise for you. There's a, obviously there's, you know, there's, there's, you know, what, uh, 90, 96, 98 million can regular cannabis consumers in the country. Uh, okay. so, you know, you've got, you've got 98 million people that you yeah. can potentially sell to. You're right. I don't yeah. have 98 million no. people. Yeah. I've got about no. 30,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so, point. <laughs> you got to know. <laughs> you got to know what your market is, man, or yeah. what it potential is, and then you got to be realistic about it. Like, it's so funny because, I mean, you know, even if if I told you and told you, like, your, your market is $98 million or 98 million customers that people that, that are regular users that could be interested in your product um, uh, in a general sense. So what's 10% of that? Nine, nine, yeah, nine, nine, nine 10, million. 10 million people. Yeah. That ain't too fucking bad. That'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've put, <laughs> we've put these investor decks together and we talk about these kind of crazy numbers and we're like, well, you can yeah. look at the whole world. What is the potential for that? Yeah, and then, the population of the entire world. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, well, how many cannabis consumers are those? But when reality comes to play, yeah. most people have you put weed in a baggie in their pocket. Yeah. You know, we, we're having to change the game. That's and that's when we, when we, first came along that there really weren't a lot of options for storing your weed. And, and so most people either just put it in a baggie in their pocket or they use their old job kit, you know, to toiletry bag yeah. or their old backpack or something, or a shoe box or a sock drawer yeah. or whatever, you know, it just, yeah. and we're still in that mindset of letting yeah. people know there is a way to store weed. And there's a reason why you probably want to buy well, uh, a that's another thing too, and, and this is what I, I laugh about because it's like I don't give a shit what how good your idea is. I don't care. It could be the best fucking idea in the world. You still have to tell somebody why it's the best. Yeah. And then they have to decide if they actually want to buy it. They right. might think it's the best with you, and they might go, "Yeah, I, my sock is good." <laughs> right. Like, oh, and they have, and they have the attention span of a flea. So for most yeah. people, so they're. You know, you, you got to really stop them in their tracks to get them to say, you gotta, oh, yeah, you, you got to get. That's right. That's really, right. This is a, this is a, you know, it's a, game, it's a game that we all play. It's a marketing game. It's, the, it's, it's we all we all deal with it. Um, competitor comes along and then you know, it's just like, fuck it, whatever. It doesn't matter what the but the but the reality of it is, is like it. It is just that game, and, and, and you know, it's a, not a pie in the sky. It's about work. It's about energy. It's about effort. I mean, you know, um, that you got you you have different opportunities. We we work with some influence influencers as well, and we do some private you know placement on some some massive. Uh, used to be more so with Facebook. Now we don't fuck with Facebook so much. We don't um, either. Facebook's kind of a turd. Yeah. Um, you know, we we do a lot of uh, stuff with LinkedIn, but you don't really have the influencer impact on LinkedIn. Right. Um, but we do some 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 uh, you know some other uh, social influencers, and those those do okay. Uh, right. You know, because. Uh, but you know, we got to find an influencer who has a an audience that's going to be people who use our equipment. Right. Yeah. And how do you? Yeah. <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows enough people that, that grow weed? Like, Particularly you know, because your industry—they've <laughs> come from a legacy of 
not wanting yeah. anybody to know not that talking about it. Yeah, they don't want anybody to know. So That's they're right. still they're still worried about that. I'm sure yeah. to some extent. So Absolutely. You you it's hard to connect with growers. They're they're a very tough breed. And they're tough. They're still, you know, and now, now to you, that's what you, it. that's what you've really figured out is you've able to, to, to talk to them, to work with them, have credibility yeah. to them. That's really huge. Like that's, that's your selling point. We, that's because you know, if somebody comes along from China and tries to do this, they're like, mm, they, how do they even connect with the growers? Yeah. How, how do they even find them? Yeah. yeah, and that, and that, and that, you know, you're right. I mean, that, that thankfully we built our company that way, right? So we 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 built it on relationships and, and building building friendships and support for for people. And and, and my mantra is like, I grew up in a uh, in a small business uh, home, and um, you know, it was always a struggle and everything was difficult. And we had very few friends. You know what I mean? Like 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 co like corporate friends, like company friends that would be you know come from another industry and help. You know, okay. everybody was looking for money. Everybody's looking for, but no one was coming in. And and but a couple of them did, you know. And I tell this story a lot. But I had, we had a guy that sold paper to my dad, and he didn't sell a lot of paper to us. We didn't buy a lot of paper, but he came in every week. He was there for 15 minutes every week, talking to my dad. Hey, oh, oh I know somebody that can help you, you know. And so we just kind of took that as like that's us, right? So our my guys go in and talk, yeah. hang out figure out what the customer needs and then you know if it's not us we'll help you like, yeah i'm not selling other people's equipment but i'm not shy and, and i won't I, i'm not afraid to say hey we, we may not be the answer right yeah that you might need to look for a different answer we don't we don't perform this function you know we know these companies who do because um, you're so selling a system as a solution you're selling right. you're, you're really trying to solve problems so you're yeah. you're trying to help them and you need their input and you need their their yeah. trust and all it, that. To, it's a two-way street for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, our, we're a little bit, I guess, different, and we're not. We don't have that sort of relationship with our customers like you do. Um, some yeah. of our customers we do, and some of our bigger, yeah. bigger dispensaries we have really good relationships, and and they know we value them, you know, a lot, yeah. and we give them a lot of free stuff, and we try and take care of them as best we can, and we sure. want to know that is competitors come into the space they're like why would we get rid of stash logics yeah. people love their stuff they've always on time they do what they say they're going to do you know just the standard yeah. business things if we take care of them they're likely to it's going to be harder for somebody to come along and knock us out so and we, and by the way those standard business things aren't so standard so you're yeah way way ahead especially in this industry <laughs> yeah Fuck, man people are so shady uh, I think it's everywhere, but I mean, you know, it's this industry it has like... some pretty flaky people that you know. You just have to learn who they are and stay away from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, there's but the a problem lot is they bounce right. around from spot to spot. Yeah, it's and they very do true. all this damage in the interim. You're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> are you crazy, man? Yeah. Uh, well, it's pretty cool, man. Listen, I appreciate. I appreciate the opportunity. I, I know that we, you know, this is kind of frenetic. It's just an open conversation. We talk about whatever. Is there anything that you'd like to ask me or that you wanted to talk about that we didn't that, that we didn't get a chance to discuss at all? Or we got time. I mean, I let these things run as long as they run. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> pretty no, disrespectful, I guess. <laughs> no, it was an interesting conversation. Um, I guess I'll take the moment to, sh you know, sh show one of our products just because I think that sure. might be a yeah, little bit more great. relevant. So. This is uh, what we call our silver tin, and it's got a uh, lock on it. And um, very cool. These are probably our best, our best-selling products. And then this is kind of what I store in mine. So I've got some of those, you know. Well, yeah, got see. a couple of jars in there. A couple of the jars. Uh, I got a, you know, glass piece and just, you know, some grinders and. Um, nice. This is a pretty awesome grinder. Um, anyway, that. Nice. Uh, Everything can be kind of organized and adjusted. And we have some other products that are similar where it's just smell proof um, and it holds a bunch of different things um, in a That's way that's really keeps... cool. And those are all smell proof. Yeah. And here's like even that one. little pouch right there. Yeah. This one's totally smell proof. You can't smell it at all. Um, I, really? I keep, I keep, this is like a little, uh, uh, or, um, but it's like an old bounce tube or sploof where you you exhale through oh. and it absorbs the smoke. So, oh, I got to keep a keep a pipe in there. 
I got these bamboo tubes. These might be cool for you to, to, uh, we can engrave these. That's your high school kit. Yeah. I didn't say that out loud. It is. I did say yeah, that yeah. Out loud. yeah. <laughs> These little tins. Yeah, this is your little, you know, lighter. It's just a yeah. anyway, it's just a way to keep a bunch of stuff in your pocket. You can go yeah. pee in or go out at night or you don't have you don't smell like a an ashtray, you don't smell like a, a bong and you, yeah. and you've got the all, everything you need all in one spot one space. Yeah. So that's what we're all about is just how do you integrate it in your life in different ways and opportunities. It's really cool. I mean it is a it is really a lifestyle kind of uh, support piece. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll to. send you a few products. And then if you see an opportunity where you want to put your, lo- your logo on something, uh, I think that they'll have the product use it I, and they'll see your name every day. So, you know, it may I, help I think you I, get some I, sales. I, I do appreciate that. I'd like to actually get a hold of, um, we'll get you in touch with, um, my marketing team. Cool. Um, and uh, what we'll probably end up doing is taking one of probably a, one of your less expensive kind of products that uh, carries your brand on it. Yeah. Right? And what we'll do is we'll probably and we may put ours on the other side or whatever, but I'd like to go ahead and do that. And then we can throw it. We'll throw it in as a as a gift with our with our machine. So, yeah, um, we'll we'll, know, we'll make it we'll they, make it work for you. We cool because when they get these things, you know, they, they open up this machine and there's you, you open up the lid of the machine and there's a package of stuff yeah yeah a hat t-shirt okay if they buy a really big machine they get one of these again okay cool yeah you know but but these are things are really affordable for us and honestly they go a long way right because what they do is they again they reinforce the fact that that you know we appreciate them not only as a as a customer for us but we appreciate that that they're, they're in the industry and that we are thinking about their success beyond just us, right? So we're always thinking about how my customers can be successful and what they can do to make their lives better. And uh, so I think it'd be a very good fit and we'll get something figured out. Excellent, all right, now, well, thanks, yeah. I know before we go, we wanna do we want to do the call out. So you have a website? Yeah, uh, stashlogics.com, uh, S-T-A-S-H-L-O-G-I-X. We're gonna put it all on the, yeah, I talked over you twice. We're gonna do it one more time, go ahead. Uh, Stash Logics, it's uh, with an X at the end, not a not a CS. Um, yeah. All right, and we will print that. You'll they'll see it when they go to the when they go to the uh, the picture. You know, it okay. gets put on the on the screen right. for us. Yeah, and yeah. then, are you on socials as well? Are you on Instagram and all that stuff? Uh, we're on Instagram. We kind of shut down our Facebook because they were in, they were banning us anyway. So we just decided to. It just looked bad because we didn't have very many followers. So we're like, well, forget it. We're, we're not going to even have it. So yeah. anyway, uh, Instagram is the main place or LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. And Instagram. Isn't that great? LinkedIn is, is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I, I, I do personally don't use it as much as I don't post on it too often, but I, it yeah. is it is still functional. You know, for they, me. The, I mean, honestly, no. It's but it's great. Like, like you you can you can find people who are like me, uh, like you, dispensary owners. Uh, got you know you, that's where you find these people you know you get a name you can find them on LinkedIn you may not be able to get a hold of this guy any other way you know but you know you send a you send a a, a, a message on LinkedIn hey I'm in the industry you're a CEO I'm the CEO I just reaching out to say hi wondering if maybe we could connect I connect with every CEO that comes along <laughs> yeah I don't even know how I how I connected with business people before LinkedIn I mean it was yeah. not easy. But LinkedIn is it's a really useful tool. Yeah, no it's doubt. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Scott, I, 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 I'm sorry, Skip. Uh, I, I, I think uh, it was really a great opportunity. I feel like we met, but I don't know that we did. But I know that I met, I saw your product okay. at the Rio. I know I did because as Patrick was geeked about it. And uh, and uh, Patrick at that time was 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 on my, my on my board, and we he had actually asked me to come through his pro- project, but we were kind of a step beyond. Okay. By the yeah, time yeah. we had gotten that Boulder thing all together, so we, yeah. we just didn't go through it. But yeah. uh, I got started in the Arcview thing, so I'm familiar with all that stuff. Okay, uh, but, you are. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool to see you be successful, and and I think you guys are well on your way. I'm excited for that. That's great. Um, it sounds like you're. I mean, it sounds like you're getting the brand recognition, or at least the, the, uh, 
yeah, the recognition, the understanding that the brand is a quality brand, and that's huge. And, and beyond that, you know, a couple of right people in the right place, a little bit more, it'll start to roll for you, and you'll you'll start to get that. You'll get beyond that place where it's a, a daily struggle to the place where it's like, this is fucking really cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, so, I agree. Thanks, yeah, Colin. Appreciate right. that. And yeah, well, looking yeah. forward to talking to you more uh, down the road. Thank you all for joining this week's podcast. You can check us out at greenbros.com and all the socials at greenbros.com.